Welcome to Gia's Italian Kitchen's podcast, where we share episodes and tips with you from our most amazing family recipes of Northern Italy. We do things differently. No more having to guess at internet recipes or rewind TV shows. We chop, dice, and create together and prepare you ahead of time. Let's get cooking. Hi, this is Kelly with Gia's Italian Kitchen. I am out here in the middle of a field with Emily, Executive Director with Feed Iowa First. Thank you for being here. Yeah, and thanks for coming. And we're excited. I'm so excited to be here. We were here back in May doing some of the planting, so we'll talk about that. But we are going to talk today with Emily about the impact that Feed Iowa First has in our Lynn County area and in Iowa in general, and maybe how you can get involved. Maybe you've already been involved. So um, I'm going to just turn it over to you and ask you to introduce what is Feed Iowa First for those people that maybe haven't heard of it or they have and they don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So we're a nonprofit in Cedar Rapids and our main goal is to get local nutrient dense food into underserved communities. And so we just always say we grow food and we grow farmers. And so we have two main programs. One is we produce for Lynn County food pantries. We have our own distribution system. So we're going into apartment complexes and 24 hour access community fridges and health clinics now oh, wow. and making sure that all communities within Cedar Rapids have access to free produce. We do not charge anything for those services. Um, but we also have a farming program. And so we take emerging farming farmers, typically those are farmers who have farmed in other countries and they have mm. immigrated in. They oh. have that skill set. that was their profession. But it's very difficult to find Iowa land to farm on, especially land with water access. And so we lease land and we help these farmers get started okay. with their LLCs, quarterly taxes oh, cool. and how to grow here and, and where to market. Nice. So we, the last time I was here in this specific location was back in early May. So um, probably hundreds of you out there um, did, how, what was the number on that day? Do you remember? We had 76 here, but I believe they do five or 600, maybe even That's more amazing. across the city. Yeah. That's amazing. So the day of caring through United Way, right, mm -hmm. is um, one day in May where companies and I was I'm an employee of a company that is a sponsor for that we came out here and we did some plantings yeah. and now behind us is the fruit of some of that um, probably not ready to harvest yet when is harvest so we start harvesting in June but it okay. depends a lot of these are our equitable land access fields and so okay. a lot of what you're seeing behind us are what we call hot weather plants so they originate from Africa or South and Central America and so with our climate, they typically don't come into production until late July, okay. August, September, and until the frost. Okay. And yeah. of course it depends on what it is. Cause if you're at the farmer's market, right. you're seeing some vegetables now, but some aren't ready yet. Yep. And everything is very late this year because of the drought. We're in oh. our worst drought of 23 years. Oh my gosh. Yes. Really? Yes. I mean, I know there's it's, a drought, but really? Oh my gosh. It's critical. Yeah. Yikes. So what do you do about that? So we are very fortunate here. Um, this, I guess to back up, this is a, a joint pro project with County Conservation. Okay. County Conservation had bought 17 acres for a trail extension. So the trail will just cut off on the northwest side. Yeah. And they didn't really know what they would do with the rest of the land. Mm, and okay. so we started discussions. And our big thing is longevity. So we have 12 fields in Cedar Rapids in the urban corridor. Okay. And those fields are typically teeny tiny and they're year to year leases. So we can't, oh. we can't plant perennials because we don't know if we'll be there next year. Wow. Um, and so we did a 20 year land lease. It's nice. called a unique farm lease here, which is 
Um, usually farm leases are three to five years. Okay. Um, and by doing so, that afforded us to be able to put in an agricultural well. Now oh, this well okay. is, this is gonna geek out. <laughs> Let's do it, geek out. Let's do it. Uh, this well is uh, three horsepower, we can upgrade to five, and it will irrigate all 11 acres of the field. We have six acres of woodland, woodlands, which we don't need to irrigate. Um, we put in, right now we have seven, seven hydrants. We'll be going to nine at the end of the fall. We just received funding. And that well system guarantees that in times of drought, like we're having this summer, and even during our dry periods, you know, during a normal year, that vegetable production can continue. Nice. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes, yeah, it was, a, it was a big project. There's not a lot of agricultural wells around here. So we worked with Rodale. They okay. have one, the Rodale Institute, and worked with the well drill, driller who did theirs um, and really kind of walked through, you know, what, what does this mean? So. Very cool. So when we were here um, planting in May, you talked about, um, I think more about like the different foods and the where that you are harvesting and impacting like the local community. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, sorry, say your question again. <laughs> Friday, um, I'm gonna grab well, some. You, you, <laughs> okay, you, you had mentioned like that you're really customizing um, what you're bringing and where, mm. and you're even like if people don't like eggplant, you're saying, okay, I won't bring you egg. You talked about that last time. Yeah, and I don't remember the the specifics, but yeah, absolutely. So we do 20 distribution sites a week, and like okay. I said, those are pantries health clinics, apartment complexes, community fridges. And we're very unique in the sense of we don't box anything. So we know if food is boxed, it's really easy on the organization because you can just put together a, a bunch of boxes with different foods. And we know a lot of that goes to waste, okay. right? You may get a box of vegetables and in that box, there will be some things you may not know how to use. You may not be able to eat because maybe you don't, you know, I talked to a woman this week who stopped by who did not have a functional stove or oven. Oh, so okay. she's not going to get, you know, winter squash or a certain, right. certain things that you Got have it. to cook. Um, and then we just really get to know these communities. Our goal is consistency. So we want to see the same families every week because we know that's where we start to move the needle in yeah. health equity, right? Yeah. If we're if you're only getting vegetables once a month or once every two weeks, it's it's not doing anything really health wise. Um, and so we just get to know these communities, right? So we know that one of our stops is primarily elderly white individuals, okay. and they're going to want really big. You know, they grew up in Iowa, and they want big slicer tomatoes, and they want cucumbers, <laughs> and they hate eggplant, right? <laughs> See, I remember they yeah. hate eggplant. <laughs> and then uh, if we go to the west side of Cedar Rapids, where we really see a, a growing immigrant uh, community, um, and a lot of them, uh, these communities are from Africa. Uh, really hot peppers. So we're talking oh, habanero yeah, yeah. and ghost peppers and cayenne peppers, not just a couple by the hundreds. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. You know, I can move, we can move 50 pounds of habaneros Holy in cow. an afternoon if oh we need my to. Gosh. Very bitter greens, so a lot of Indian greens, okay. a lot of collards, just kind of those thicker, more bitter yeah. greens that, um, and kale would never move there in a heartbeat. Okay. Um, and by doing so, one, we get to know those communities, and a lot of times we just ask. There's a lot of language barriers. Okay. But a lot of times we just have our cell phone and we just flip through like pictures of vegetables. Oh, funny. Okay. Right? Is it this eggplant? Is it this eggplant? Okay. You know, um, until we get a thumbs up, and then we try to put that into our rotation for the next year. So we are really looking at food gaps okay. in our community and what can we do to grow to fill those gaps. Okay. So sounds like you guys deliver 
all of these to these different places. Do you also have a pickup or is it kind of depends on the need of the... It depends on the need of the pantry. Okay. Yep. So sometimes with our pantries, if they have, um, if they have enough volunteers, they'll pick up from us okay. and we kind of know their order and they report back every week, you know, this is moving, this is not, okay. you know, yellow squash is not our community's jam. Um, <laughs> but those conversations are very critical to making sure we're getting the right food yeah. in the right places. So it's really interesting when you look at our our uh, food pantry system, we measure everything by pounds, but we don't have a measure of how much is going to waste. Sure. Because once it leaves your your care, you don't know unless they're telling you. Yep, but yeah, and so we have that feedback system, and so when they bring back those crates, if they have any produce left over, which is very, very rare, that produce is coming back. And so we have a really good gauge of like, you know, where is our produce going? Is it getting into houses? And the other thing is, because we're local, we're moving field to family in 72 hours. That's Where awesome. a lot yeah. of times, food that's coming into... <laughs> we're outside! Okay, great. <laughs> food that is coming into food pantries, you know, it's left over from the grocery store. Yeah. And we don't want that to go to waste, so it's donated, and that's a great system. But sometimes between it, by the time it goes from store to food reservoir to pantry to end user, um, you know, it's, it's beyond what... Is, is usable, but it's right. also lost a lot of its nutrient density. Yeah, so every true. every moment uh, a plant is, you know, a fruit is off its plant, it starts right. to lose that nutrition, nutrient density. And that's one thing that's really critical for health equity, right? We want that, the fruit fresh, we want it right. to move field to family very, very quickly. Yeah, this is amazing, because when you think about someone who would be in need of, of your services, they it's very difficult to purchase um, healthy foods because they're more expensive. You know, the, the cheaper stuff is the less nutritious stuff. It's highly processed. It's full of sodium, full of all, a bunch of other crap. So this is just outstanding that, yeah. that you are making this available. So, um, if someone is not familiar with the day of caring, you could get in touch with United Way. You could ask your human resources department in your company if this is something that you guys could participate in. Like you said, hundreds of volunteers come out throughout, more than just day of caring, probably throughout the whole season, right? And they're helping you do a variety of things. So you could get in touch with Feed Iowa Hearst on your website, yeah. um, or um, how else could somebody who wanted to help, wanted to make an impact on the community, how else, if not through their company, could they help? Yeah, absolutely. So we, um well, if you want to do co company, we also just do corporate days. We can take groups up to 50. Oh, okay. And so we have, if, uh, for companies who can't make United Way Day of Caring or are working on other projects, we have them rotate in oh, good. throughout okay. the whole summer. We usually do a group every one, one to two weeks. Okay. Um, and then we have individuals who come out on their own. Um, if you are not into field work and getting dirty, <laughs> we have opportunities to go out on our community distribution. So you can go out. We set up farmer's market style and... And that's probably one of my favorite. You get to just know the community and see different sides of, of the city and um, and just really see where the produce is, is going. Yeah. Um, and then just uh, Monday nights, four to six, we have open shop oh, hours. So you can okay. come in for 20 minutes. And that's where we really wash and like do all the production. So okay. every piece, we are GAP certified, which is good agricultural practices. Okay. And that's a food safety certification. So that means that we are checking fields for animal feces. Mm. We're training all of our staff mm -hmm. on bloodborne pathogens. We get cut a lot because we're in farming, yeah. but you know, how do you make sure that does not transfer 
to fruits and vegetables and then making sure that uh, how we wash and sanitize everything in the shop is compliant. Okay. And there's actually only two of us in Lynn County that are GAP certified, us in oh. Buffalo Ridge Orchard. Oh, sweet. So yeah. So where is this thing on Monday night? Uh, it's at our main shop. We're on the back side of Cargill behind Metro High School. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's where we have these big wash tubs. Okay. Uh, we use a triple dunk system, which is a USDA okay. cert certification system. And just like it sounds, you fill up these three big tanks and you dunk and then dunk and dunk. Okay. Um, and then we crate everything and we label it and we get it ready to go out on distribution that week. Nice. This is so exciting. It's yeah. so beautiful out here. If you haven't been out here, we're on the southeast side of Cedar Rapids. Um, now, how many, this is just one of many, how many um, physical locations <laughs> the, do you have in, is it Lynn County or Iowa that it's you're just growing Lynn County. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Despite okay. the name, we are very centric to okay. Lynn County and Cedar Rapids Metro. This is by far our largest site. So okay. this has been a, just a massive growth and jump in both production and programming for us. We were really excited. This is kind of a once in a lifetime okay, cool. um, opportunity. You know, hopefully we'll, we'll pick up more land like this. But uh, we have 12 sites in town and they range from churches to ADM processing. Right, 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 yeah. right, yeah. Which is really cool because you drive through ADM, you drive through their yep. smokestacks and yep. their, their processing facility and there's this just adorable little organic garden. Mm -hmm. My husband, I think, uh, helped helped either start that or oh yeah or maintain it because I think one of yeah. the um, one of the kids did an Eagle Scout project yeah. to help do something with that that area. Yeah, so, very cool. And so for our day of caring at Transamerica, we have a little garden. Um, yeah. It, out at uh, C Street campus so that's this is this is feed Iowa first if you've seen that garden out in the back of Transamerica that's what it is yep and you guys are doing squash this year in zucchini awesome yeah. awesome um, and then we have for equitable land access so that's this side of the field right this is where we're working with farmers mm -hmm. um, we have two programs we have five farmers out here and then we also have um, fields at the resiliency hub at the old Fillmore site over by Roosevelt. Okay. Um, we have multiple churches that have just had gardens they no longer use. And oh, so we nice. work with private individuals and organizations. If, you know, if people have extra land or garden space with water access, we team you up with a farmer. We do all the land contracts okay. and land use agreements. Um, we help till and help get seeds and everything for those farmers too. So yeah, we're just kind of scattered all around. Um, very much uh, if, if land comes available, we try to grab it because between us and um, there's another program, together we march forward with Mugisha. They also work okay. with farmers. We have about 30 on our wait list. Oh, wow. They're looking for any amount of the oh, land, wow. even if it's 20 by 20. Wow. Um, so that's how like critical land access is here in Lynn County. Which seems surprising because we're so i know look at large it. like yes. this is such like it's not like we're in chicago where you're landlocked and there's nowhere to grow mm -hmm. but there's still um yes. a challenge there on getting what you need yeah, yeah right and a lot with iowa land is you get land if you know someone so yeah you know, like you, anything yep <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like anything right and land here right now is about eleven to twelve thousand dollars an acre for okay. like naked farmland okay. no water no electricity i just want to you know, just get go in. stand in the middle of a field. Yeah. yeah, and then rent is about $300. So we're at a rent high for farmland right now, which is another barrier. 
for farmers getting started and most of that land that is coming up for rent does not have water access sure. and so it's made for corn and soybean and cattle rotations so, you know it's okay. just a different farming system that we haven't seen here in almost a hundred years oh wow and so we're kind of going back to what you see behind us is really um, kind of back to Iowa roots right okay. yeah. these very diverse yeah. um, growing systems that have um, you know a lot of a lot of different things. In the early 1900s, Iowa had more than a hundred staple crops. Wow! And now we're we have two. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's crazy. Yep, that's crazy. So it's been really interesting just to look wow. at the history of agriculture yeah. and like how it's shifted. Wow! Over Maybe time. we could do another podcast about that. We could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one may not be so upbeat. Yeah, <laughs> that would be definitely like we're getting we're geeking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is not my background, so I don't, yeah. <laughs> this is I'm learning everything. Yeah. Okay, so if someone doesn't want to come out and uh, get dirty, but they do want to make an impact. Can they just donate to Feed Iowa First? Yes, of okay. course. You can go to yeah. our website and drop us money and- <laughs> You'll take the We money. are very, yeah. very appreciative. Yep, yeah. like any nonprofit, um, you know, we, we can only expand our programs and stabilize our programs with the funding that we have available. So yes, awesome. we always take donations of, of any type. So. Okay. Well, Jesus Italian Kitchen is definitely a donor, so, um, if you are able or willing, um, they could use your money and they would use it in a million different ways. So, um, so tell us, uh, one or two things that we haven't talked about yet today that you want the folks of, of Lynn County and Iowa to, to know about Feed Iowa First and the program. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think the big thing is buying locally and Iowa, we now import 90% of our food. Really? Yes. Really? So, wow. To put okay. it, put to, we'll geek out again. Yeah. To put it into perspective, we have 23 million acres of corn, soy, livestock, and pasture. Okay. Do you want to guess how many acres of, of vegetable production we have? A thousand. About seven to 10,000. Okay. But versus 23 million. We're oh, well, yeah, okay. Well that was less, a bad guess. <laughs> that was a we're bad well guess. less than 1% of our agricultural production wow. okay. is in orchard and, and vegetable production. Wow. And so, but it's, you know, we're really seeing this revitalization. We're starting to see more uh, smaller farms pop up and a lot of vegetable um, farms are only like one to 10 acres, yeah. right? And so, you know, I would just say like, if you haven't bought locally lately, like find a local farmer. Um, if, if they are a, a, a established white farmer, they're probably selling through a system called CSA. Yeah, yeah. Um, where you get a thing each week, you can go to mm -hmm. farmer's market. Yep. Um, out here with a lot of our African farmers, um, some sell at farmers markets. We're starting to sell at Nubo City Market. We have a couple that sell at the downtown city market, yeah. Black Earth Gardens. Mari, which is the field that we're standing in front of, she does sell every week, every other week. Yeah, that's done. At Nubo? Um, she does Nubo and then she also does the Cedar Rapids downtown market. I see her all the time. Yeah. I didn't know that this was her. Yeah. Oh, that's her. so cool. Yeah. And we'll, yes, I see her all the time. Maybe take a video and, and oh, walk through some of her stuff. Oh, funny. Oh, that's so um, cool. But a lot of these farmers too, we have an equitable land access <clears throat> website and we have farmer profiles on there with their contact. Okay. And so, you know, sometimes the easiest thing is just to contact that farmer. Okay. <clears throat> you know, if you're, <clears throat> excuse me, an individual and say, hey, can I buy 10 pounds of tomatoes? Um, but also if you're a restaurant or an institution, yeah. Uh, some of these farmers out here, Theo, he had 1,500 pounds of cabbage to sell last, last oh, week. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I have seen crates of five and 6,000 pounds of eggplant going out in a week. And are they selling it? Yes. They're selling yep. it. And okay. a lot of times wow. they're selling both locally, but also to Michigan, and especially when we get oh. into culturally relevant, it's going Michigan, Texas, okay. um, all over the U.S. Nice. When they're finding just kind of these, these niche markets around. Um, but yeah, that's the step one. Like find a farmer, reach out, and just see what they have available, whether it's through CSRA or, or direct buy. And that's the best way you can support them and help their business. So easy would be go down to Nubo, go down to any of your farmer's markets, right? And mm -hmm. whether it's Marion, Hiawatha, Cedar Rapids, yeah. there's farmer's markets all over town every week um, or every other week. And would that, would that be like the easiest thing? Because you know that they're going to be there, right? Yes. Yep. Or the co-op. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. If you want the grocery okay. store experience, the co-op does do. Um, they are the grocery store that does the most local food. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So. Well, thank you so much, Emily. This has been so awesome. Yeah. Emily, executive director with Feed Iowa First, and Kelly with Jesus Italian Kitchen. Thank you for joining us, and we will post all of the contact information in the notes. So scroll down and click those links so that you can make an impact in your local community. Thanks for joining. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for joining Gia's Italian Kitchen's podcast, where we connect you to loved ones through Italian food. If you'd like to see some past episodes, you can jump on our YouTube channel, Gia's Italian Kitchen, or we've posted the link down in these podcast notes. And for upcoming events and lots of recipes, you can visit our website at giasitaliankitchen.biz, B-I-Z. And if you would like to leave us some comments or requests for this upcoming year, 2023, we would love to hear from you. You can send us an email, kelly at giasitaliankitchen.biz, or send us a note in our website. Talk to you soon. Let's get cooking.